0: So back to Post Show Recaps coverage of Interview with the Vampire. My name is Grace. We're here to chat about is my very nature, that of the devil, a question I ask myself all the time. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Filiberto. Rich, how you doing?
1: Excellent. I'm prepared for an odyssey, Grace. An odyssey yeah. of recollection.
0: Recollection. Yeah. Uh, another episode of Interview with the Vampire in the books. Uh, skip ahead. Episode four is out. <laughs> 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 On AMC+. Um I said to you just before we started, I think that this, uh, for a seven-episode season, it's been moving a little bit slower than I expected, which is, you know, fine, I, I, I think. Uh, I, I'll sit with this one, I think, for a little bit. This is a lot more character work, again, this we're continuing the journey of Louis and Lestat and their relationship, and how Louis is, you know, asking this very question this is my very nature, that of a devil. But overall, what did you think of episode three, Rich?
1: Yeah, definitely moving a lot slower. So much of my perspective as we're clocking season one here is what's your expectation of longevity? What are they trying to do with this show? What's the plan? Mm -hmm. Are we landing interview with the vampire, the book in one season? Mm -hmm. Um, Or is there an expectation to go further into the vampire chronicles of the like book series? So I'm very curious where we are moving towards knowing we only have seven episodes. I dug it. I really love the characterization so much of the heart of the story. While you have all this cool supernatural stuff happening of like these badass vampires doing kind of cool stuff. Um, It's fundamentally about the characterization of Louis, specifically, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Juxtaposed against Lestat and against the other folks that he's going to meet along the way. Some prominent characters incoming. We got our first kind of teases of that this week. Mm -hmm. So I dug it. But yes, also definitively moving very slow. I loved this notion of the thesis about the odyssey of recollection and like the performative nature of everything that they are doing within the context of this interview and Louis's goal in it, the kind of like perspective we should have about why Louis is revisiting this in 2022.
0: Yeah. It's very fun to have Daniel and Louie have been do- done interviews in the past. Yes. Um, because there's this great moment in this episode where Daniel is going to play a bunch of different clips and show how, Louis's story about Lestat is inconsistent uh it, it doesn't hold water and I, I think trying to highlight you that know, you're very much in like an abuser abused situation here uh something that I think we we recognized greatly last um, last episode and Louis is basically saying yeah, but I think you know the moment I'm in now I, I this is the most nuanced take that I can both understand uh I'm not I'm not so just angry and upset. And, and hateful. I don't have so much hate for Lestat that I can just say he's, you know, blanket, just a bad man. Um, and I, I don't have so much love for him in this moment, uh, as we're speaking, that that I would just, you know, speak the world of him. Uh, it, it's, it's both things can be true. You can love and hate someone um, at the same time, which is you know, the complexities of someone who is in an abused relationship, why there are so many patterns um, that unfortunately in our society make it so that people often uh, will go back to their abusers or or things like that. But um, yeah, a very, uh, very little Daniel, I found in, in this episode, which is, which is okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I found it's just, you know, if last episode is the training montage uh, episode, this is like, you know, now he's sort of settled in a little bit. Um, but now it's how society is actually going to, to treat him. This is very, I think, well, I mean, um, it's very introspective between Louis and Lestat, but it's also very, um, you know, uh, they're looking outwards in terms of um, God, what, how Fenwick treats um, Louis in this episode is, is, is quite awful.
1: Oh, yeah. The institutional failures and the the realities of the time at the turn of the century here and uh, the early American experience as it was. I love the like juxtaposition of that again, like the contrast from last episode where we're so invested in kind of the relationship between Louis and Lestat. And this week we like playing out a little bit to almost like a day in the life of we get a lot more of their like contemporary experience what their existence is like week to week month to month but then we add in the layer of this external pressure like okay now the world is changing around you now all these things list said to you are kind of coming true where like your efforts to keep one like foot in the life of the living and the other walking this life of the damned have crashed head to head into one another both with this relationship with this family and the professional failings, right? Is like we end up with all the governmental shifting, the legalities and the fundamental burning of his brothel, right? Like mm-hmm. this part of Louis that Daniel is very clearly identifying. Turn a black man into a vampire, push him as far as he can push and see what happens, right? Like it's really interesting. It's very compelling, and it's such a great pivot on the experience of louis from the books right um I, I enjoyed it in that way but we're definitely moving slow yeah
0: part of me uh, part of what i felt like was a little bit of a a retread was we end last week's episode on this very uh you know angry lestat saying you're a killer like you know, mm-hmm. you, know you don't have to enjoy it but you need to do it and i felt like this episode um you know we start with them in the park and um, they're, they're talking about, uh, Louis says, you know, they came from apes and we came from them, which is, I think a very interesting way to look at, mm-hmm. uh, vampiricism, the idea that it's actually, this is actually an evolved version of a human, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's not a way I've ever looked at, at being a vampire, but they are these incredibly powerful individuals. We get, uh, some more showcasing of some of the abilities that specifically Lestat has, uh, over, uh, a, a, a house full of soldiers, right? Um, but yeah, this 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 uh, this you know philosophical talk about them is like, well, what do you? What if we're here for a greater purpose, right? I I, I don't know. Were you getting any Dexter vibes, uh, Rich? As like, he's like, what if we just kill the worst of them? What if we only kill the bad ones?
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> That's I've never, That's I've never, <laughs> uh, I've never watched Dexter. Oh. I heard that it landed oh. quite onerously, yeah. and so it was like, well, maybe I don't need to go back to revisit this. But I mean, it's a very first two seasons.
0: Right? Great, Uh, uh, ends terribly, reboot, not bad. okay that's basically
1: what i've heard that's pretty much the post-mortem on Dexter that i've been given uh look like this trope we've seen in a lot of things right this kind of robin hood of murderers right we're gonna like lean into the vigilante thing let us deal death only to those who are deserving of it right um and this whole philosophical point that like they're debating here the notion of like vampires being another iteration of kind of human evolution this apex predator it's certainly a notion that gets bandied around a lot in the 30 years 40 years since Anne rice kind of started writing about them uh very like x-men adjacent to me in that way yeah, yeah, yeah. of like the next iteration of humanity they are dangerous they have powers unlike us they're different we fear them because of that right um so I love, like, Louis just is grasping for humanity here, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, trying to cling to some semblance of goodness in an episode that is titled, Is My Very Nature That of the Devil, right? Louis is, like, struggling against how he can exist as Lestat tells him he is as a killer amongst right. these mortals while also like walking a path of virtue right um and yeah. like the stat the eternal kind of pessimist of like dude this is a one-way road and like you are, you know you're not gonna like how this plays out it is not gonna work for you
0: what did you think of this you know journey that that louis goes on and then he says well what, what if i only kill the bad ones and they and Well, that does play along a little bit. Right. So they're reading lines. They're walking through the town. Uh, No, that one's just a drunk. Oh, that's just, you know, a little bit of, you know, he's going to steal $18 from his mother's uh, (laughs) dresser. And then there's one that I, I, you know, I, I, there was a little bit that I felt like there was a beat missing here. Uh, Not a heartbeat missing. I guess that man is going to be missing a heartbeat in a second. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Where, where. I can't remember what he says exactly, uh, but but Louis is mean like, oh, that one. Uh, like he steals from the poor. He steals from people who like have nothing. Uh that is is pure evil. And so Lestat kills him and Louis says, Ah, no, I can't, I can't do that. He kills a cat, uh, which uh boy, uh yeah, I think thinking for an animal lover, this show has <laughs> been a little show. tough through yeah. two weeks. The fox and now the cat. Yeah. Um, but Louis can't even even going through on the thing that he said he wanted to do, which is, you know, could could we be could we have a greater purpose here? Can we kill the people who are doing bad? He can't even do can't even do that.
1: Uh, I mean, Lestat's even acknowledging it to, that, to him, right? Of like, you're calling them them because you're trying to appeal to me. You're pandering, you know? Yeah. Uh, Louis is like playing the part, and I think that does play on the, the end of episode two, as we got it, where he's like, I I went through the motions, right? Everything with the tenor, where he participates in the kind of slow, excruciating, brutal killing of this man, because he's trying to please Lestat. He is still smitten. There is part of him that is seeking identity here, right? I mean, so much of Louis' story is about, who am I? How I find myself in this world that will not accept all the things that I am of being black and being gay and now being an undead killer of the night, right? Um, And ultimately him like playing to the part that Lestat expects him to. And so he's looking for the path of least resistance. Like, oh, this man steals from unfortunates. He breaks into tenements. He robs the poor of what little they have. Like he's worthy of us like at least killing. If we have to kill somebody, let's make it this guy. But the reality of being faced with this man whose spine is broken As his body like twitches uncontrollably in an alley and Lestat gleefully, like, come drink, drink of your criminal biscuit, you know. Uh, it's like, ooh, man, there is a reality to that. About the way that Anne Rice writes about the vampire experience, right? So much of I think what has come afterwards is this heroic retelling of vampires as these kind of tragic, doomed heroes, and we lose this element of like the humanity of all of it that like to kill even to kill the worst man is like to look into the eyes of another human being and like deprive them of life uh the greatest of kind of thefts that we can commit on one another right It's back to like the notion of like people only ever want three things and like the crimes that they commit this theft of life right Mm -hmm. um There's a brutality to it that Louis just cannot get his head around, right? And that Lestat, like, gleefully indulges in. And really what we're doing is just shining a, like, tighter and tighter spotlight on how big the gulf is between these men, I think. Right. right? As we, like, look to these two in the alley over the dying criminal, like, that's the takeaway that I feel like is important for us as viewers of, like, these men are not the same. For as much as they share, there is a huge disparity in their worldview that is going to come to a head, right?
0: Yeah, I think perhaps the thing for me that's currently, I think that this episode, I think this is my least favorite episode mm-hmm. so far, which is just that it feels a little bit wheel spinny yep. in that, um, you know, it's funny because I often say that I want these really tight contained stories. And yet I think where my complaint is going to be is that we're only getting the two worldviews views two vampire worldviews right mm-hmm. um uh we're just getting louis and Lestat's and um yeah so so this episode uh we're gonna see them sort of play each other uh a, a bit. Um uh starts with Lestat taunting the piano player. Is his name Jelly Roll, Rich? Is that yes? What yes great, what a great name. That's
1: great. yeah you gotta love those New Orleans musicians' names. Those guys really uh they they had a good thing going.
0: That's right. Um, Which we'll find out that uh, Lestat is doing this to protect Louis, that uh, Jelly Roll was going to leave for Chicago, take a better gig, and so sort of like uh, entices him to to stay. Um, This is also going to be where Lestat starts flirting, romancing Antoinette, um, who we'll see throughout the episode. He does not kill. He entertains uh, much to the surprise of of Louis. And uh, Louis is going to be... uh, visited by an old friend named Jonah uh, uh, Rich. So these two um, people have sort of having an external person uh, as part of their agreement, this is allowed. Um, and, and the two of them sort of exploring other people. Although I, I presume at the end of the episode, we realized that Lestat had no interest in exploring <laughs> Antoinette really. hmm
1: yeah I yeah this whole beat is very interesting right of like Lestat taking the piano his lines there's really like wonderful humor happening in this show like Lestat is so funny you could pretend you're a vegetarian I could pretend I'm the fool you know Um, as he rolls up and the pair of them start playing the whole like back and forth that's kind of happening between him and Jelly Roll on stage is like a lot but the notion here that like Lestat's just a little bored and like can be compelled by whatever is in front of him like He's living this eternal life of indulgence right Lestat wants to pursue joy and fun and positivity he's got a very hedonistic outlook right and that's what he's trying to sell Louie on um and the whole confrontation of like so you're fine if I see other people you're fine you're fine with that and he's like Louis, 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 we're gonna spend 10,000 nights together we're yeah. gonna be together like eternally across time like yeah it's fine you do whatever you want but he's entirely full of it Right. Um, the like suggestion later as is going to go out with this old man that he reunited with. First of all, it's like a lovely, subtle touch that. His sister sends this man to find him, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is clearly like an old flame that he has. And Louis' sister, Grace, has an acceptance of him that he doesn't find really from anywhere else, from the rest of his family, even from his departed brother, Paul, who was like so important to him as this other male that he was able to bond with, right? So the notion that Grace sends this guy to him is very sweet. And then the idea that, like, Lestat stalks them out into the swamp and, like, watches everything they do is, like, deeply terrifying, right? Yeah, uh, I felt a little bit. There was this, um,
0: the the camera pans to the boots, and it's like you know, oh, what's up with the boots? Um, this is where we get the Odyssey of mem- of uh, of remembrance, uh, a piece from Daniel about was it raining that night? You know, um, and I I thought this was a little bit like I, I eventually got it, but I was a little bit confused at like what we're doing here because we see the scene again, mm-hmm. um, although it's raining, and then Louis saying, "Yeah, I don't remember," which is fair; it's a long time ago in terms of you know, essentially was Lestat watching, was he, was he, did he follow you, which we're going to learn uh, later? He did. Cause he repeats the exact lines uh, when Louis says, uh, I'm in an agreement uh, or I'm with somebody. Uh, he, he, he's a lot. He's not perfect. Um, and so L- Lestat is going to throw that back at Louis uh, uh, later. I know I'm, I'm a lot, I'm not perfect. Um but yeah, this 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 game of and this this jealousy that Lestat has, I think, um, again, this idea that like he has so much more power in this relationship. He is uh, his maker, Louis maker, and the fact that he's so insanely jealous at anything uh, uh, Louis might do might do otherwise, even though he's doing the same thing. And and when he says when Louis says, well, you have Antoinette says, yeah, but I don't have any feelings for her. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it,
1: didn't anything, that, yeah, it didn't mean anything it didn't mean anything I love you Louie um, oh. just the whole back and forth of this Odyssey of Remembrance right you talked about it a little bit but Louie's like noting like they're talking through it and they're noting this whole thing of like wait Lestat invented the Wolverine blues yeah. and uh, Daniel like wait a minute what the hell and he's like Louie's like look I can't be definitive so much of that year was a blur and you can imagine what time's inevitable hammer does to the minute details and this is where like we get the back and forth the Malloy being like 1973, 2022, San Francisco, Dubai, and, and we're getting this. Um, contradictions in terms of like Louis's descriptions of Listat, his role, his, his view of Listat as somebody. Now, we've seen an interview with the vampire, the film, Grace. I've like yeah. read the book. I know where it ends. I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody who's long for the ride, but all of this stuff is stuff we should be clocking of like maybe why some of the perception might have been different then compared to now, like what has changed for Louis, right? Um, I think that's something unsaid that's happening. And Louis just kicked right back at Daniel, this whole recounting from one of his memoirs of like I was in my Buick, staring at the rear view of my car seat, blah 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 blah, this whole thing. And his ex-wife reminds him that that he never had a Buick and that car seats weren't mandatory at the time and yada right. yada yada, right? Um, this odyssey of recollection, the idea that the tapes are an admitted performance. And so I kind of loved the way that we go back into the scene and we hear Daniel in the real time like was it raining though? Was it raining? And all of a sudden, like, it just starts raining. And he's like, God, I don't know. You know, could have been I raining know. in the
0: bayou, but not in the corner, or the other way around, or whatever. You know, it's just right? Like, I don't it's know. Just,
1: it's emblematic again of like the human experience. So much of what we're doing is like mapping our personal odysseys across a single short, fleeting lifetime onto these like immortal, undead killers. And ultimately, like what Louis's talking about here is something we can all relate to, right? Of like you, you see old friends, you go to the high school reunion, you're at a wedding, it's relatives you haven't seen in ages, whatever it is. And they're recounting this story to you that you're looking at them like was i there for any of that <laughs> yeah
0: well there's also the science gosh we're gonna have to get uh, dr amanda dr melissa on here oh but, yeah uh, there's this you're idea that every time you remember something you're just remembering the last time you remembered it that mm-hmm. sounds very weird but but so essentially if you get details wrong they they it doesn't matter because they get embedded into that memory, right? Yep. Um, yep. That uh, every time you remember it, you're just remembering the memory. So the, if you recall it and it's like, yeah, you just mess up, mess up a detail. That is what you're remembering. You, you can't actually remember the actual moment, you know? Um, so yeah, it's very interesting how our, our, our brains work and, and yeah, to add on to all these complexities of a story that we don't fully, you know, know. we, we know a little bit because, We've, you know, you've read the book, we've both watched the movie, but this is a retelling of this story, right? Uh, even mm-hmm. the, the the point of this interview, right? That that this is a, a, a different way than what had happened in the movie. This is, you know, he's sitting down with him for the first time in this, uh, in this version, Louis and Daniel have this history that this is a whole new um Piece it's really really fun that they can play with i really like this dynamic of like yeah we've met before and we're doing this again um and uh and daniel was it not in a great place either let's not forget the last time no. uh, he interviewed uh, louis as 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 well so yeah this was really fun this like uh yeah was it raining um and then seeing it immediately rain and i kind of love that louis seemingly doesn't really care um yep. like when he he's sort of like I couldn't, I couldn't possibly remember. And he turns around, right? Uh, It's not like, oh yeah, I don't know if it was raining. And like then trying to figure out the details, just like, it doesn't matter. And I think that there's a lot of like, we say this a lot, um, especially when we're talking about reality shows. It's like perception is reality. Yes. Um. That what somebody thinks happened, it doesn't really matter if it's sometimes if it's different than what actually happened. Because if you have a perception of it and that's how it affects how you feel about somebody, then that's all that matters. And I think that's what's happening here that, that Louis feels like he he is in the best place at this moment. It doesn't matter if what he said before is different. Um. And also this idea of like, was it raining? I think in the same episode. We find out that Lestat was there. So it doesn't really matter if it was raining or not, right? Because we're eventually going to find out 100% that Lestat was watching them anyway
1: yeah uh it doesn't matter and i think that part of this is like what he needs to do to reconcile it right there is this element of like you can agonize over the things that you don't know we have to move forward you clock like some of the powers that we get to see i think Lestat with the most impressive display is he like empties the brothel of the soldiers with like but a but a thought right but we see yeah. here as like daniel is like the throws the tapes into the garbage and louis is, like oh who's performative now yeah. well he then is like okay okay yeah Fair enough and deletes the files from his computer. But Louis like spontaneously ignites the garbage can with his mind, right? There right. is like a moment where, like, so these guys have um so Louis certainly having come into his own now, a century later, as we pick back up on him, this guy in Dubai, like he's got his own tricks up his sleeve, right? Um, we've not necessarily seen him replicate the things we see Lestat doing, which I find really interesting. But yeah, clock that, Louis. Well, that's from is, like, the ignite stuff. Yeah. The
0: beginning is that uh you each each person's power is different right mm-hmm. uh, that one mm-hmm. one vampire has a power that another might uh not which is very uh fun again i'm very excited to meet more vampires in the show yeah. because i think that's oh, yeah. the thing that i'm uh excited about you and i've been talking about another uh a property where all these people have sort of different powers and how fun that that can be um and so i'm excited to as we we, we dive we expand the world um a little bit speaking so of expanding the world this is a point you brought up last week that um Louis in the book has no family left that, uh, his, uh, his, his wife and his children die. His parents are not around. Um, we get a pretty, Harrowing scene where Louis is going to go over. He's he's going to try to keep up appearances. He says that does not work. Uh, uh, he heads over. Uh, his mother tells him he cannot come inside. The party was during the day. The devil walks at night. Um, uh, Grace's husband is going to try and stop him from entering. He's going to kick the door in. I think he does multiple times. This episode is wildly kick down doors. Um, and he's going to scare the twins and his sister. um And so yeah, this struggle, an interesting twist on the the book and the movie that um there is this thing that could tether louis back to the the human world but it is not working and it's actually causing an incredible amount of strain for louis
1: it's exactly what Estat told him in the beginning. Yeah. They will come to fear you. They yeah. will fear you. Right. Um, and it's this notion of like, oh, even Daniel asking when he sees the man much later on in his life, like it's the opening to the scene, right? Like, what did he say? And and Louis, is like the same thing that they all say in different iterations. And we cut to like the front lawn of the little girls, like, ghost, the ghost yeah. is here, as they go running in. And it's like, great, there is this unease that comes with this as you're reuniting with people over years we very recently finished covering sandman grace and there's that energy of like the timeless person across the ages and the kind of reactions that that's going to elicit from people right but this this, you know, direct relationship that he's having with his mother, right? That grace is like being held at arm's length from him. Even the daughters, like the children he's so disconnected with, he barely knows them, right? There's this offhanded line in the brothel where he's like, oh yeah, she's got twins, right? The birthday, uh uh-huh. So many kids. Um, Well, uh,
0: his mother too says, um, uh, like, don't worry, son, or something. He goes, he's not your son, I'm your son, right? Like he's so disconnected from this.
1: Yeah, she's like talking to her son in law, right? To Grace's husband. And so it's all like deeply upsetting to him as he comes back here and realizes that the things Lestat's been saying to him are kind of true, as his mother is like confronting him with the notion of like his inhumanity, right? And how he hasn't changed. And then he kicks the door at it. And it's like, you see, you see, I told you. And it is this terrifying realization of like your overwhelming strengths, the danger that you pose, just being in the space with these people. We already had the call back to like the baby and like sitting holding the baby hearing the heartbeat so close to him was almost enough to overwhelm him right And by his very existence he puts these people in terrible danger let alone i think the choice of having his mother alive and having his mother abandoned him first of all uh just from the like analogy that we're dealing with of louis sexuality feels very tangible and powerful and like resonant but second of all the notion that this religious woman is like condemning her son as a demon is like pretty important to the fact that this guy is like deeply religious and struggling with his own death right
0: right um yeah it's really i think it's really compelling because i think that um to to my point that i felt like this episode i i want more people in this in this world but it, but it's you know what they are you know what the show is chosen to do and i think that that's something sometimes i think when we're like sort of critiquing the show like i can i can sometimes understand why they make a choice that they make and if i was making the show i might do the same thing which is essentially we have to show that louis is on his own um, mm-hmm. and if they want to do that for two episodes i think that that makes a lot of uh i think that, that there, there's some i think utility to that that over the course of these last two episodes louis has no one um really who you could i mean he has lestat but but we know that lestat you know that's not a fair you know person you know person for louis to have uh, we, we, well that that's louis?
1: not his advocate yeah right
0: right um so he he has he has nobody even in this episode he kind of finds somebody who in another world, I think very interestingly, let's put a, a pin in this, uh, Rich, and and probably we've given away too much, but uh, Jonah talks about going to Europe for these European sensibilities. Yes. Uh, so let's put a pin yeah. in that, I think, uh, yes. uh, as as we're watching this show, uh, European sensibilities. They don't Perhaps care so be. much
1: what you look like or who you're looking at, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So very fun. Um. But Jonah is somebody who, you know, they he says that we both knew we were different. You know, this is somebody who like... You know, if they didn't live in nineteen, uh, early nineteen hundreds, New Orleans, like could have been something that was like a real uh, a relationship. There's not a, a huge amount of depth to it, but seems like a better relationship <laughs> than Lestat and Louis, who you know, arguably Louis has no way out, right? Even if he started a relationship with with Jonah. And has and is and it doesn't go well for whatever reason. They're just like not a perfect match for each other. At least Louis could leave. You know, he could leave the relationship. Not a choice uh, between Louis and Lestat. So I think fair enough to set up two episodes. Even if I I felt it's a little bit slow to just say Louis has nobody. Um, and they've really really hammered in that point um, to to the degree at which the end beat of this episode is going to be. Uh, you know, uh, no, I'm not just blowing anything, but but they drop the name here of the person that he saved. They do. When I found my Claudia, um, mm-hmm. so uh, needless to say, this is going to be a character who is important uh, uh, moving forward and a part of of Louis's life. Um, and so, yeah, it's in this moment. I think at the end of the episode, after two episodes of being like, yeah, you know, Louis has no one. Okay, has he? Fa- did he find someone in this moment that he he saved this girl from a fire?
1: Yeah, I love the kind of lack of depth that we put into Jonas as a character, right? Because the reality is that um there isn't a deep and meaningful, powerful connection between these two guys, but there yeah. could have been. They share so much on a surface, right? And like that was never an entertainable possibility. They both went their own right ways. They had to turn their backs and like pursue their lives. And here is Louie in this like tragically doomed relationship. And to your point, these last two episodes just articulate so well, like Um, yeah, Louis being alone, right? The actual, like, gulf and the divide between him and Lestat. I think they do a really good job kind of displaying how the things that Louis has told us about Lestat how he's equal parts like charm and swagger while it's all also this overt manipulation and like wildly abusive he's got Louis like boxed up cornered there's nowhere else to go and so the reveal at the end of like here's where I found my Claudia right Uh, if, if nothing else just the framing of that line should be indicative of like the importance of Claudia to Louis going forward she's amongst my favorite characters in the story to me this is where like in interview really opens up so I'm really excited to get eyes on episode four which is already out I guess, on yeah. plus um <laughs> yeah. but I I well, do think it was a very like effective job of of just articulating Lestat stat and the like absolute kind of lack of care that he has the real lack of thoughtfulness how so much of like what he's engaging with louis is just on a surface level despite like all of these big talks of like we'll be together forever a thousand years a thousand years Lestat and louis forever on adventures uh you know <laughs> like it, it, there is yeah. a total disconnect there he's a manipulative monster right
0: well, I think I said at the last, the end of last episode, I said, you know, is the title of this episode, is my very nature that of a devil? Uh, we thought that that I, I, I said, oh, it's probably about Louis, and you said, eh? I think it might be about a different character, uh, who I, I think not. No spoilers here to say that Claudia's good just got saved by a vampire <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know uh so uh i think you're you were alluding to last week is that is a, could that potentially have applied to uh a claudia uh yes. and so it's not she's not in this episode at all she's going to arrive uh presumably i believe uh, you know, have to assume the next episode is a very claudia heavy heavy episode and how she fits into uh, uh this this the situation so um i mean uh, d- you know the reason why he she he finds claudia is that uh there's sort of this uh, riot happening uh on this street and so we haven't really touched much on uh of this but this idea the theme here that um these men know what they were doing specifically fenwick and i believe the other person's name is tom tom is the man who sells uh, uh the azalea which is the renamed fair play uh to to louis this idea that um tom knew that this day would come again where a, a black man's uh, business would be run into the ground and they could scoop it up uh, for pennies on the dollar. Uh, I believe 15 cents on the dollar is what Fenwick offers to 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 buy the place out from under uh, Louis' uh, hand. Um, lots of hypocrisy here about uh, these, these New Orleans uh, laws that get put in places. Yeah, but that guy across the street, you know, He has all the same things, and he's, but he's white, so nobody comes knocking on his door. They say, Well, he sells sandwiches. So he actually, he's a supper club. And you're like, God, it's so brutal. And this theme here that, you know, I, it really resonates with me. I say this a lot that I, I, I love rules, Rich. I love, mm-hmm. uh you know, I'm a very, you know, if you, if you had to put a D and D class on me, I'm, I'm lawful something, hopefully lawful, good. um But that there are times where laws are unjust just because something is the law does not mean it is fair mm-hmm. or, or good or morally correct. And this is uh, a good evidence of all of these men who play by the rules, put that in heavy quotation marks, uh, to essentially run a black man's business into the ground so that they they can buy it. Uh, they tell him to move to the quarter. Um, uh, I believe the first ordinance that gets passed is that black women cannot uh, be there. And he says, how dare these men who are my most, you know, uh, you know, the people who come into my establishment are my my most faithful customers to be the ones to to pass these um unethical uh, uh laws but there's um you know this is this is more of the how society uh is pushing it it's, it's very good because this is not about um you know louis being a vampire until it is until yep. he decides that he's had enough and is going to kill uh a fenwick but uh uh which only then you know not that he is uh, uh outed as a vampire per se um but there's lots of of a backlash to to Presumably his involvement somehow, uh, even the fact that he's sort of pushing back on Fenwick might have been the reason that Fenwick gets killed and is publicly displayed uh, in in front of city council or whatever. Uh,
1: there's a lot here, Rich. There is a lot here. Uh, so, yeah, I love the notion of... The deception that's happening, right? That these men who will like sit and commiserate with Louis in the back room playing cards are the very ones that are changing the laws and and reconfiguring things. And the fact that they're all being very savvy within the confines of the rules, Grace, right? Louis himself has this move where he's like, Yeah, I gave five percent of the ownership to my girls, right? So now we can't be like boxed in this way. But the reality of like somebody else is kind of outmaneuvered and outflanked in with the like sandwich trick, right? And that ultimately he's Still, no matter how... He's playing on the edges of the legality of all of this. He's still like got all these forces arrayed against him that have no concern for him. And the quiet reality that as he sits in the room, it's not about him being a vampire. As his emotions get raised, and he he gives it to Lestat of like I've lost everything. Uh, he's lost his family. He's not going to be able to ever have a family of his own, which is an important note that he's like raised in the past. He's trapped with Lestat, uh, and now he's about to lose the last thing he actually cares about: this business, which was so important to him. and is emblematic of a lot more than just a business right it is it is a measure of like status and the fact that he's allowed to like sit in a room filled with like white important men and play cards and speak openly right all of this buys him into this so as, as the reality of him sitting as a vampire in this room being able to hear their true thoughts right of fenwick in particular like some of the things that he's thinking directly do not align with the words and i think again in a very tangible way, while we're dealing with the supernatural mind reading thing, this is very human as well, right? How many times have you sat across a table or at a conference call or whatever with somebody, Grace, who's telling you the words you want to hear, but you could see the dead yeah. look in their eyes of like, yeah, like the judgment is pouring off of you right now, yeah. right? And like, it's infuriating. It is infuriating. Yeah. To know a truth that somebody is like bald face, kind of rejecting to you with their words and the gaslighting sort of of that entire experience so to boil it down and this is only when we're working with like are human measures of deduction, which lead to assumption, right? We think we know, and probably Mm -hmm. we're right, but Louis... Yeah, we make an insight check, we might roll good, we might roll bad, you know? Exactly. We get the high insight, they get the low deception. But Louis really, like, knows what's happening here, right? And is, like, driven to this distinction, I think, ultimately, the place of being like, you know what? I am different. I do have these dark gifts. I do not need to suffer this. And in one part, it's him unable to manage his emotion and be so precise and controlled right it's Mm -hmm. a moment of like weakness but in another it's a very real turning point in this guy's life of like you know what like it's not about the petty thief who's like breaking into tenement houses and like stealing money it's about like the systemic corruption that is happening on this really big level and f that louis not acting out of a sense of altruism here it is like greed right it's Mm -hmm. emotion it is jealousy it's all these petty feelings but that doesn't make his actions. Uh, I, I don't want to say, you know, they're not We can't, like, empathize with them, per se as He's going to brutally murder this man But we certainly can empathize with them Like, yeah. we do, we understand, yeah. right? Like, completely And we're yeah, very nothing much is in his like his shoes, right?
0: I, I think, like, uh, you know, I think struggle with this a little bit That it feels like to say, like yeah, this is a satisfying kill. Feels like you're like condemning, you know, or like uh, endorsing, like yeah, the murder, death of somebody murdered, not, right? But, which we're absolutely not. You know, it's a fictionalized TV show. The man was being racist. It was like, yeah, it's
1: pretty satisfying to see. Fenway yeah, tear get this guy up tear him up louis tear him up and the hanging of him afterwards is wild right the reality that this drives to two important scenes from the book which is the burning of Louis's plantation that happens in the story when like uh he's a slave owner he's a plantation owner and his slaves are the ones that are like come aware of the supernatural elements that are happening here they can understand his comings and goings and operating in the night
0: they split this a little bit here that i feel like where we see the most like he's the the devil is walking in the night like, sort of, other public figures, like people, like these children near his yep. mother's house. Like, it's sort of his family that, that, where that sort of surrounds uh uh him and then but then this idea that like it, it's sort of the systematic like it's government and then the people and this sort of the public who want that type of government in place are the ones who inevitably burn down the azalea um in lieu of burning down the plantation i
1: just know? love that we get to the burning of the azalea like the destruction of Louis's physical properties of his assets his resources this the sanctity of like um his home right being destroyed is like really tangibly important important and the fact that that drives to like the claudia reveal here is like a really interesting beat too as these things happen kind of on the heels of one another but i like the way that we're compressing all of this and like louis choice actively leads to all of this this is not just people outside like louis acts with impulse and suddenly his home is burned and everything is flipped on its head right
0: yeah what i really like about the way this episode comes together that this might be one where when i initially watched at the end i was like that's fine like i i think that this has been good i i by no means when i say it's been a little wheel uh uh you know churning or whatever i still think it's it's good it's good it's good tv it's just not as good as i think the last two episodes were especially that first episode was so compelling it was riveting yeah yeah um but this I, a lot of the themes play into each other that this is exactly what, what louis does to fenwick is exactly what Lestat wants him to do right Yes. and it actually is the thing that he and he, he uh, that that he wants him to do and it's the thing that he's you know i think you know He's like, I saw this in you, right? This idea that Lestat keeps being right is the very frustrating part of their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So when Lestat says, didn't you enjoy it? Didn't you, you know, And I didn't do it for that. I did it. I did it for my people. I said, didn't you did it for yourself? You were mad and upset. Um. And I think like both of those things can be true. You could do something for what you think is like morally right and also very much enjoy it individually. Mm-hmm. Um. And 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 so I love that. And then what I also love is that I think Louis, because he's part of the system in nineteen, you know, fourteen or whatever, I guess they're in America. So it'd be like, when did America join the Second World War? A little bit later. Right. So this is probably because we did a time jump last episode. We're probably in like 1917 or so
1: mm-hmm. that
0: um, killing this man, killing Fenwick doesn't help things. It makes it worse mm-hmm. uh, to kill to kill Fenwick uh that by killing fenwick and doing it also in the way that he does it um okay i just have to sit three blue jays just parked outside of my house and it's beautiful and i don't know i just need to stop <laughs> they're just sitting in front of me oh sorry which uh, just blue
1: jay season i've had a lot of them in my yard recently wow. grace i've been like watching them they're a much maligned bird as they are bullies at the bird feeder but they're no, quite, they're quite pretty. pretty you gotta pretty love a blue feeders. corvid
0: uh, listen, I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan. So the fact that three of them just came and hung out. Uh anyway, amazing. Um a
1: fortuitous portent.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um so yeah, the fact that it actually makes it worse and and does, you know, I I like the way that they've reimagined um you know that that Louis is not a plantation owner, he is a business owner. Uh but that we're in the same spot uh, in the books that the, the the his his business, his property will be burned down. He is going to be uh, driven out of at least running a business. Uh, and at the same time, I, I love that that note, that it's actually what leads him to Claudia. As he's stumbling through the street, hears this woman crying, goes inside and collects his
1: Claudia. Um, very fun fun stuff it's fantastic uh to your point of like both things being true like yes it is his rage is motivated by the injustice for his people it's right. not just about him personally losing what he has but it is also about him personally losing what he, what he I, has. i love there's right? a line
0: earlier in the episode where um louis and lestat are kind of joking about the fact that louis won't kill anybody and he's saying you know but i have all these businesses and all these businesses they help fund all the other businesses and he says yeah for. Every For every one one man killed, you can you can prop up one man (laughs) on whatever whatever street, right? Like you you know, you can equal out your karma balance, Louis. Let's add so friggin' stupidly charming. I think like it's just so funny. Yeah. Anyway. Lestat's
1: fantastic. He's a yeah. fantastic character. And part of why he has been, we're talking about a lot of morally complex characters on TV these yeah. days, Grace, yeah. as we're deep in Westeros, you know, um even in, in a galaxy far, far away and our discussions of Cassie and Andrew, we're really playing in the gray space and it's very fun. But Lestat is overtly a villain, but he's a delightful villain. He's not a villain that you love to hate. He's a villain that you love to love. This guy he's is keen to He's very clever. He's funny. He's charming.
0: Plays the piano. Uh, he yeah. is always right.
1: Yeah. No. He plays the piano. He invents classic songs that you didn't True. know the name to True. until this episode, but you totally recognize. Yep. Um, and he knows what he's talking about. He's been around the block before. Amidst, like, small ad drops this episode, by the way, is the notion that he said... He had 20 children. Did you clock that? Grace? Oh, I didn't clock that. I didn't hear that. When he sits down at the piano with jelly roll, a jelly roll is talking about how he has not had success with women. Uh, oh, yeah. with I love, I
0: love that <laughs> calling him out for you Keep using a joke about his wet D. Like, he's it, like, you yeah. only have one joke, dude. He's yeah. like, you
1: really hung up on that joke. And also the man has 20 children, by the way, but it's a very like small beat where he's like talking about himself. I'm like Lestat's lived a whole life, man. Lestat's like potentially lived a couple of lives. Well, and presumably so vampire, in... can't chi- vampire
0: can't have chips. vampire can't have children so these are all he had 20 children before he was turned into a vampire.
1: Presumably. Gotta wonder I'm real curious to see like what more we hear there mm-hmm. um but it's very interesting to have a character like this that is right and have louis who's like so freaking mad to learn these lessons it is a lot like parenting in that way that part of the analogy maps pretty good of Mm -hmm. like gosh i know how this is going to play out young adolescent child you know oh you're heartbroken don't worry this too shall pass you know um all of these notions happening and, and i really do just love louis being motivated for good reasons to like do this really horrible act that we are very vicariously brought along through and it just like blowing back up in his face right
0: we, d- we talked a little bit about Lestat using his powers to uh, evict the soldiers from his house, but when Louis arrives back home, he's singing like wartime songs. To them, and he's like, he's uh, like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I thought we could have an orgy. You can f them, and I can eat them." This is just uh, this is
1: just their life, you know. Uh, it's, God, it's so good. And the camaraderie good. as he's part of them, and they're all singing. You yeah, know? And he's like for the boys, kill the Hans, kill the Hans. He very <laughs> like casually like just part of the. Tr- Troop, you know, and the unrealness of him driving them all out. As Louie, like, they can't be up here, the coffin room. What are you doing? And Lestat just like makes a face and they all of a sudden, like, deathly silence swallows the room and they turn and they walk out. It's like, oh, oh, Lestat's like actually got some big tricks going on here. That was scary, Grace.
0: Yeah, my brother and I were talking about. Uh, my brother's been reading through some different fantasy series, and we were talking on. Uh, we had a long car ride. And we were talking about different ways in which you try to adapt certain, like fantasy or magic and things like that. And he's one in particular he was talking about. He's. I think it's going to be really hard to like figure it out. Uh, but I, I, there's uh, there's no classic like uh, the. Uh, if I put my hand on my temple and think
1: really hard yes i am doing magic (laughs) i'm doing mind powers hand to the head mind powers you see uh, the slightly pained look of concentration on my face yeah
0: right that's how you know i'm doing magic yeah Uh, i loved it I, i i i I mean that's stuff that feels like um it works for me because like yeah somebody could say that it looks silly but like i think it's that's like some of the campiness of this of this show um that i'm especially excited for you know talk about european sensibilities i think there's going to be a lot more of that along the way so uh yeah uh but him using his powers and uh, yeah we get the first look at what like louis might be able to to do which is which is fun um as well um Anything else? Anything? Did we miss anything? Any any pieces of the episode you wanted? Nothing
1: overt. I think you're like spot on. I think this was like it did feel like the wheels are spinning a little bit. I think we did a good job really getting in Louis' state of mind, the isolation, the recognition of Lestat for what he truly is, the outside world, the pressures, the external pressures of Louis' reality as it's like kind of crumbling around him, the dissolution of his family, the loss of his business, the loss of his place of status as a as a respectable member of the community to one degree or another right all of these things are contributing to i think where the story is going to go uh to the europe of it all i'm very excited for claudia um for folks who like know the story well claudia is like just such an interesting character and creates this awesome complexity between louis and lestat and uh again i think the casting to make her a young black woman is really a brilliant choice i'm so curious to see how this all plays out as we get there but um a slow episode yes like i definitely enjoyed the first two more but i still think think this show is really quite good you know it's firing on all cylinders the writing is tight the like portrayals are excellent and i think the chemistry amongst the cast is just exceptional they're really they have such a cool ensemble energy it's especially louis and lestat the pair of them in scenes together are very compelling you want to hear every word you know
0: i i agree i think uh, louis and daniel have really good chemistry together i'm excited to see how claudia fits into the mix i think the other thing too and i talk about this being a slower episode i think that That's tough for uh, people who watch the show sort of week to week. Like if if you had Mm -hmm. had watched this about a week ago when it came out and that's, you know, then you're waiting a full uh, a week. I I always want to make sure that I'm like cognizant of the the fact that this is one episode in a larger seven episode story um, that, yes, our job is to come and like give our reactions and, and critique it, hopefully not be negative just for the sake of being negative but like have you know real critique but also um we don't have the full picture that like the showrunners do that that you know you could look at this uh this episode at the end of seven episodes be like oh that's perfectly placed for x number of reasons you know mm-hmm. um so um yeah I, I i yeah certainly found it the the weakest of the episodes um so far but that does not mean it was bad i thought it was i thought it was still uh, pretty pretty strong um and uh, makes me i think the the cliffhanger ness of the episode i actually like when i was watching it um i sometimes um you never know how long credits are for a show Mm -hmm. rich. And so I'm like, I I'm, I'm a constant clock watcher. I I just like, I like to know, okay, what's the pacing. Okay. We're like, this is halfway through, uh, or even just to be like, Oh, like that's halfway, like we're three quarters of the way through. That felt like the first 10 minutes of the show. You know, I I'm a constant clock watcher when I'm watching TV. And movies and i there's a lot of time left on the episode when we meet claudia and then it, it's like nope that's the end of the episode i was like oh wow that's fun i think that's great i'm excited to dive into the next one so um we'll be back in a few time ta- a few days time with uh, episode four which i do have the name of uh i like doing this uh, giving the the preview of next week's episode is it is the ruthless pursuit of blood
1: with all a child's demanding Yes, that one's definitely not about Louie. And uh, I'm right. very excited. This is a great line from the books. It's a really good one. I'm, I I think it's probably pretty well placed. I would have expected this to be episode three, but nonetheless, I'm excited to see where we're going to go here for episode four.
0: Yeah. Uh, been fun along the way. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode four. But if in the meantime, you want to hear from Rich. Rich, where can people find you?
1: Oh, gosh, all over the place. I'm on Twitter. I'm at DM Philly. My DMs are open if you want to hit me up about vampires. But also, um, talking about Star Wars in a galaxy far, far away. Andor has been excellent. Six episodes are out. Half of season one. Myself, Brendan Fitzpatrick, Latanya Starks taking it apart every week. It is an extraordinary television show but very cool if you're into Star Wars certainly. Um, and of course we're wrapping up the House of the Dragon Book Club myself, Taryn Armstrong, Mari Forth, they're going to be discussing the final couple of episodes of that show from the book reader's perspective. Mike Bloom and myself just finished coverage of the Rings of Power the finale has aired. Uh, Mike and I are not getting started anymore. We've pretty much wrapped up as well but it was really a lot of fun An excellent show. That's the gist it you can go follow me at twitch.tv slash where many times uh you will find me running dungeons and dragons and other tabletop role-playing games with my friends that's about it uh
0: amazing uh i am also covering house of the dragon mike and i get on a, a podcast as soon as the episode is over and chat through it i think we had a very lively uh, discussion another one where i think the two of us uh, uh and jason who joined us last night uh tried to be Uh, you know, critical without being negative because I think it was sort of uh, for us not the most exciting episode, which I'm seeing a lot of debate on Twitter about whether it was a good episode or not. Uh, episode nines have a lot to live up to, Rich. So, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, also covering movies each week here with Ariel. This week, Latanya is going to join us to talk about Halloween ends, and then Ariel and I will chat about Triangle of Sadness. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, our first preview pod for the new season of The Crown should arrive. Shannon, Gus, and I will chat about seasons one and two the week after. Uh, three and four before we start kicking on individual episodic coverage of season five, which I'm sure is going to be a big show considering the passing of Queen Elizabeth uh, uh, earlier this year. I think it should be a very interesting season of television to watch with that lens. Over on Rob as a Podcast, I have a show called Roll Call where we uh, play board games each month. Uh, on Next Tuesday, October 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be playing Clue. Rob will join me along with a, a delightful crew of individuals to, to, to play the murder mystery game as clue so that should be fun i'm on twitter at high from grace we'll be back next week with another episode of interview with the vampire until then struggle away